Hey guys, what's going on? It is this is Wire to Wire Sports. This is the Wire to Wire podcast. This, I'm your host, Demarco Moultrie, along with my co-host Maurice Boykin, one of the greatest duos in sports entertainment. And if you think I'm lying, then I'm flying. What's going on, Maurice? How you doing? Talk to the people. How's everybody? I'm good. Um, what's up, Demarco? What's going on, man? How you, you doing? All right, today, man. Yeah, take a plane, man. Trying to um. In my Apple TV to get on Comcast, but I don't think you can actually. Uh, I don't think you can actually do that. Not with Comcast, they need to go ahead and add that thing, man. This man Gronk whole arm brace just came off. Sorry, y'all, you watching the Patriots game as well? Yeah, Patriots man, we Thursday night football. Touchdown! I'm gonna keep y'all updated if anything crazy happens. You know, give you a live feed, live everything with that. So you know. Hopefully, if something crazy is gonna be crazy for y'all to hear this after this, but um, what's going on? We uh, s- sorry we've been gone for a little bit. We had to get some stuff together, but um, we were working real hard to get you guys some really good content and to get you some real good information. So here we are. Uh, without further ado, let's get started. Uh, this podcast is really going to be a preview of Week Four, kind of what we thought about it, or some takeaways that we had from it. Uh, the first game that we want to talk about, we could go ahead and start off with the Monday night game. Really, probably the biggest game of the weekend. Well, really not the biggest game, more of like the most interesting as far as the matchups. It was going to be one of the first like defensive tests that Mahomes was going to face, and it was pretty interesting how he handled that. What did you think about uh, Mahomes' performance? Well, everybody else and me, you know, looking at that game and all because you haven't seen him play on a national television stage yet Monday night, you know. Monday night's not a game where everybody can just show up and play well. You got to be good, you know what I mean? Um, and so for him to do things outside the pocket, I think he had the most passing yards for any player ever outside the pocket. So it kind of showed that you can't really blitz him because he'll pick that up and, and he'll get out and now you'll leave, you know, one-on-one coverage outside if you blitz him and, if you put him in his own and he reads creative enough to beat that with play calling, you know, you can, you can get Kelsey over the middle and he can beat you. And so can hunt up the middle when he runs and, you know, all that helps Patrick Mahomes because, you know, as a naturally gifted guy, now he gets to, you know, have weapons and a coaching staff that's brilliant. So, how impressive did he look throwing on the run? Like he was throwing throws on the run perfectly. Like he wasn't even like he was halfway through watching no it, pressure. I started to just think, you know, like it was one of those things where he got used to it. You know, I was like, I I didn't see that much throwing the run accuracy ever. You know, because Russell Wilson does it, every run quarterback does it, but man, he did it on an extremely high level. Because a lot of running quarterbacks, what they'll do is, like, by the time they would throw for that many yards, they would have ran by then if they're that far out of the pocket. This man was getting out of the pocket and literally looking to throw. Like, he could have run, but he was looking to throw. He doesn't want to run. You know, so that's impressive as well because that will make your career probably extended by God knows how many years. If you can just, you know, even if you can extend plays, if you can avoid running outside – the line of scrimmage because that is where you lose the most protection is if you do that because then you become a regular runner, you know? So if he can continue to do that and throw outside the pocket and make, you know, 80 yard throws in the air, then he'll continue to be one of the most difficult matchups you can ever game plan for. Right. Yeah. Like he just, once he puts that deuces up, you already know that he's gone. It's just impressive how fast he is. Chia, um, that offense is really high-powered. Uh, the Chiefs still one of only 
two undefeated teams left in the NFL. That would be Los Angeles Rams and them. Um, they, what what about the, any takeaways from the Broncos? Like, what did you think about them? They're about what I thought they were. Um, just good. You know, they're eight and eight um, team. Um, Case Keenum doesn't look like he'll be able to save them or anything. Um, and I'm not sure the Broncos need saving. Uh, because you know they're a pretty good team, um, and they've had success and won Super Bowls. But if they want to be relevant, then they'll need to get both sides of the ball clicking at the same time. So that defense basically has to get dominant in order for them to be good. Because the offense is solid, but when you play against a real team that's going to put up points at the end of the game, at the end of the game, you know, I'm not sure if if Denver's going to be able to answer those calls when it's time to score at the end of the game. So they need to have their defense yeah, be back up and running as a dominant force so that they only need to put up 20 to 25 points to win. Right. No, you brought up a good point because that was the winning formula that they had when they did win that Super Bowl a couple years ago. Though. Yeah, so and they have Peyton we'll Manning playing some of the worst goes. quarterback ever. So I'm not saying anything's wrong with Case Keenum. I'm saying if they if they want to do it, you know, they Case Keenum is a better quarterback than Peyton Manning was when they won the Super Bowl, you know. So right. basically – it would be really, really smart for them to revamp that 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 cornerback position because losing a key to leave and not replacing them is tough. Because Pac-Man Jones is good, and so is Bradley Robies. But you know, end of the day, it was my high no fly. That's what made them so good. Because Bradley Chubb is nothing to mess with, and neither is Von Bell. I mean, sorry, Von Miller. So they, they they've kept a good pass rush going. They just kind of fell off a little bit in their secondary, which used to be their best yeah. best thing. Yeah, it's going to be um, interesting to see how both these teams in the wild, wild AFC West. Um, moving forward, uh, next game we're going to talk about uh, the Minnesota Vikings versus the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Kirk Cousins actually played a lot better than I thought he was against that Rams defense. Now, they were missing. Uh, Marcus Peters and yeah. were also missing there. I knew um, that, that, that wasn't going to – like, once those once I saw the injury report and I saw those two corners on, on listed and especially um, Akeem gone for a significant amount of time, I was like, man, it's going to be a shootout right there because Kirk, going, Kirk right. will eat that up. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was interesting to see how much um, Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue – was applying pressure to Kirk Cousins just straight off of those two alone in that middle. It was definitely a battle in the trenches that entire game. And it was a very entertaining uh, Thursday night game. Thursday night has definitely stepped up as far as, like, the quality of football that's being played there, um, which I'm very happy that they are. the NFL knows that people want to have good football games to watch, especially if there's only going to be one on Thursday. So improving that was definitely oh, that was the greatest that, thing. And I'm glad you brought that up because – Sometimes you got to give credit. Everybody wants to be negative. Um, right. And for years, all we heard about was how bad the Thursday night games were. And now that they're good, you know, we're all into it. But no one's giving the NFL any credit for freaking making that schedule better. That's a manual thing. Right. You know, that's not computerized. That's manual. That's a great job on NFL to, to get Thursday night. Because they always have the ratings because, you know, nothing else really on Thursday night. I'm pretty sure – more right. people you are going to watch, watch this than playoff baseball. I'm 100 percent positive of that. Right. So, um, Braves lose it, by the way. Yeah, Fulton Nevish um, got rocked a little bit, um, but that's a size of point. We're where we are Braves fans. Um, yeah, um, I mean the Rams looked as good as they've looked so far this season. Jared Goff had one of those perfect games, didn't he? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Cooper. It, it was just those three receivers. It's just the hard, it's, plus with Todd Gurley. It's just going to be a really high powered offense. It's going to be really hard to stop those. Guys. And what's cool is um, like those three receivers are awesome: Cooks, Woods, and um, and and Cup. But they really just get their yards by great route running and and play design and. Yeah, Sean yeah. is a genius. Like, it, this offense just looks because, fantastic. Because, you know, 
individually, those wide receivers, I don't think they would do that like that. Like, just, just on pure talent. Because right. uh, I, mean, I like them all individually as talents, but I don't know if they would each be eaten like they are right now in different offense. Brandon Cooks is definitely the most impressive out of the three. Um, Brandon Cooks is Cooper because he's the fastest, you know. But if he was yeah, when he was in New Orleans and when he was in uh, New England, he put up some really good. If not stats, for speed, I would which is really really impressive. Robert Woods, I mean that guy's consistent. You know, mm-hmm. he just really finds a way to get open and beat coverages without having any elite mm-hmm. size or elite speed, which is to me one of the, one of my favorite things that that you can see is somebody that just knows how to get open or knows knows how to be trusted I- with the ball. It was very interesting to me when the Rams signed them because I didn't, we really didn't get to see too much of this Robert Woods in Buffalo when he was playing for them. But, I mean, obviously that franchise is pretty inept. Yeah. So that makes a lot of perfect sense when uh, looking at it in hindsight. But um, there's that, just that combination of that receiving core plus how amazing Todd Gurley is when it comes to running the ball consistently and also in the passing yeah, game. Todd Gurley is a way improved so pass catcher because he's always pretty solid at it, I think. But I think now he's like one of, like he doesn't have to come off the field at all. He just doesn't have to. You can. He caught a yeah, good touchdown down back for sure. Um, out, out the backfield. Rams look like the best team in the NFL right now. Chiefs right there with them. And then after that, you know, you have a lot of a lot of teams that kind of fold into it. And those are the first teams you kind of started with. Those were the Chiefs and the Rams, the Vikings. You know, their defense just doesn't look right. So they're not going to be – they're not going to be serious until their defense returns to form. And I know Everson Griffin has some, has some stuff going on. I kind of want to talk to you about that. You know, mm. he has mental issues that may be, um, you know, brain-related, and that's tough. And he's a great defensive player. That D line in Minnesota, that's very tough. Yeah, it was very sad when I like when I heard that news. Um, it, you never want to hear about NFL players getting uh, any like brain injuries or like, brain damage, but it is the reality of the game that we do face. Um, that defense definitely needs him to be informed how they look right now. Um, this defense has a lot of talent on it. I think they just need a little bit more time. To gel, and also too, they've run into some pretty high-powered offense offenses in the beginning of the season. So, I think on the uh, back end, they should solid um, stiffen up a little I bit. I think more. so too, but you know, this they just don't look the same. You know, they're not in like that defensive line. A couple last year was so good, and they already had good, you know, secondary. So. You couldn't really do anything, and they had the great linebacker to stop the run. But this this year, I'm seeing you know a lot worse on the D line, and that and that to me is where they're going to get their their maker met. It's going to stop them from really you know taking that next step. Is going to be if that defensive line doesn't start getting heavy pressure. Yeah, definitely because. The amount of points that the Minnesota Vikings have the capability of putting up with Stephon Diggs, with Adam Thielen, uh, even without Dalvin Cook really having an impact in the running game, still being able to put those points. The defense, as long as they can keep them in the ball game, they should be able to uh, stay in the competition for the division. Um, next game, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers versus the San Francisco 49ers. Uh my team, I mean, we, we definitely came out flat. I mean, Phillip Rivers throws his uh, daily uh, early pitch six <laughs> in the beginning of the game just to get the uh, rust off. Yeah. and then Just to get the game started late. because, he, yeah, yeah, you can't to get even – Yeah, just to get the game started. You might as well just start down 7-0 and, and then play. Yeah, they, at this point, we might as well give the other team just a, a seven, just start, seven point, just lead at the beginning of it. I mean, that's just how we love to play. Uh, we, the Los Angeles Chargers, they just like to play. Um, it started out pretty sluggish, but after the second half, they looked like they played really inspired football, and they were able to come back from that early deficit that they had. So I was pretty proud of them. 
Uh, Melvin Gordon looked good as usual. Uh, I just need Phil Rivers to just get off to a better starts in games and then just play consistent throughout. I feel like he he puts some good numbers at the end of the game, but he never plays a complete game throughout. So I would like to see that to kind of help out the uh, defense some more because without Joey Bosa, we haven't been able to generate as much pressure as we would like to. But hopefully when we get him back and we kind of uh, gel more as a unit, we'll be able to play a little bit better. But I was, I liked how they played. Uh, I, we're 2-2 two two right now. The only two losses that we have are against undefeated teams, so that feels pretty good to say. So we'll see how we uh, fare later in the year. The 49ers, what did you think about their moxie? Uh, how Bedford looked? They, you know, they're, they're not a weak team or anything like that. They just need to get the rest of their talent up. Brethren didn't look bad or anything. He's tough. You know, but he's a backup. He looked, he looked better than I thought yeah. he was going to look. You know, he, you know, I, I'm not going to judge Bethard too hard right now because, you know, I just don't have much interest in doing that. Uh, to be, right. be quite frank, I, I, I see what I need to see from CJ Bethard. He'll be fine as a, as a backup, you know. I don't know about starting uh, for any team besides in this injury-related uh, capacity. But – you know, he, he does he does resemble a legitimate, you know, tough guy out there to, you know, on your football team. So, you know, the 49ers are not going to fall all the way off now that they lost Garoppolo. He does have some familiarity with that. So he'll be at least able to get them three to four wins, hopefully, when they play some weaker teams, you know, like the Cardinals or something like that. They'll be able to pick up some wins. But, you know, that team kind of lost some steam to me when they lost Jimmy Garoppolo, but you know they didn't lose any of their fight. They still have plenty of that, um, for sure. Explain this to me, Maurice. How uh, Caleb Sturgis? I thought he was a good kicker. Uh, he missed two extra points pointers in that game. Um, as, if you were a GM or a head coach, your kicker misses two extra points. Don't you think you should get cut? What do you think? The only thing is, like, who else are you going to bring in? Like, because you can just – like, kickers, I don't trust any of them. And I learned that from one of my friends. It just I just don't trust any of them, you know. No matter how good or bad you are, to me it's more about the 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 moment for these guys. Like, either they just shank it or they – it's, like, just such a mental thing to me, kicking. Kicking is just, you know, they have their own world. I don't know how to evaluate them besides – you know, besides how much they make and how much they miss, but I have extreme trust issues. With exactly. Kickers. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if the next guy they bring in is going to be any better than this guy. It's interesting because you would, I mean, wouldn't you think that, like, as an NFL kicker, that's all you do? That's all you. You would think craft that you would be, but better. you would think that. It, but that's like saying, oh, you're an NFL quarterback. You should know how to do everything that an NFL quarterback can do, and it should. Even though, you know, even though we know that job is hard and all that good stuff, you know, he someone still professes in that, you know. So at the end of the day, everybody has a job to do. Every single person on earth has a job to do. And it is not easy or hard. It's just their job. And it's mentally is a difference between, you know, the people that get it done and the people that don't get it done. Because I wouldn't say, oh, all you have to do is be a kicker because I'm pretty sure that crap is hard. You know what I mean? I'm almost certain it is hard, you know, to be a kicker. Definitely. Even if it's just kicking, there's so, so much that it can go into it. You know, these people have to measure how far they step, how far they move to the right, make sure that they don't have any rushers coming in and angle this stuff. You know, that is a hard thing to do. If you practice over and over and over and over and over, you can't practice game kicks because you just – there's no simulation for that. You can kick all day and practice – and make 70 yarders, but you never see anybody attempt a 70 yarder in the game, you know? So that right. just kind of show you that kicking, you know, it may be easy to look at or a simple job, but it definitely is not hard. I mean, it definitely is hard and that's why they don't make them. You know, if it was easy, they would make them all. They would, cause it's, cause no one wants to miss, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's interesting. I guess we're going to just ride it with him and just see how it goes. Hopefully you don't even have to ride with him. You just have to just – if you don't have if you don't have a better option, you're going to have to ride with him. If you find somebody out there, like, 
if Dan Bailey's out there, then yeah, I would have probably cut him. But since I don't see any Dan Bailey's walking around, you know, you might have to ride with him. No, and that's a very good point that you bring up. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, Bengals, Falcons. Whew, Falcons defense is terrible. What do you think about that, man? Uh, um, in the words of the rapper Two Chains, bet a hundred thousand on the Falcons. Lost it's very I really thought the Falcons had this game in the bag. It looked really good. Well, uh the offense did at least that defense. How could they have anything in the bag with that defense, bro? You know what I mean? Like how? I thought the I thought the offense could uh compensate for it, but that defense they could have I mean, scored uh, under, thirty underestimated and how. the other team will score thirty five and they'll lose, you know? Right, it's just too many injuries on that team, and it, it's sad to see now that Earl Thomas is hurt. That could have been oh, that, that a is situation super avoided sad. if the Falcons would have went ahead and grabbed him. Yeah, I wish the Falcons would have went ahead and grabbed him because that would have definitely shored up that back end that's getting torched. Um, Desmond Trufant, man, um, they're just gonna have to get him off the number one receiver, or they're gonna have to do some different schemes or something because this he gets torched every game. I don't, I don't. Yeah, he got burned for a game quarter. winner just, uh, this time. So, yeah, and I mean AJ Green is a monster, but still though, like no, like you. If but you're you also want to be considered like, one of the better about, corners. About the, gotta, at the end of the day, you know, if if you if you're going against Odell Beckham and you're a top corner, you can post a D up. You know, you you, you yeah, got to do as well. It ain't like you just can just say, "Oh, he was really good, so that's why I messed up." Man, that was the end of the game. That was game winner, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 not that's not how that go. So right. So so yeah. Um, the Falcons are pretty much almost out of it, hanging on by a last thread. Cincinnati. Um, you know, they kind of got a good win without mixing, and he'll be back soon. They were able to get on the road. And Do you think they can win their division? Yeah. The Bengals? They can win it. Mm-hmm. Anytime um, Pittsburgh isn't, isn't like, running off with it, you know, Bengals have a chance. Ravens have a chance. You know, um, Bengals are one of the most talented teams in the league year in, year out on both sides. Yeah, the defense is nothing about so even though they did let up uh thirty six points in the game. Their defense is worse than like years past, but but they just you know, they haven't gotten they got better on offense to me. Cause Joe Mixon and um and Giovanni Bernard are really, really good compliments. And then Tyler Boyd is a good number two receiver. Yeah, Tyler Boyd emerging, that definitely helped out because before it was just kind of like the AJ Green. Yeah, because show, John Ross hasn't worked out. Yeah, he yeah he just body can't hold up in the NFL. It's just even I see a lot of speed, a lot of uh, talent, but he's never been able to uh, show up on yeah, the so field. You know, um, like like Tyree Kill is probably just as fast, not faster. So to me, it's like how is he good? And John Ross isn't route running. That's the difference. Um. Yeah. I I guess it just comes down. To, I guess this the strength. I think Tyree Kill is a little bit stronger. Than uh, John Ross, but hey, you bring up a good point. It's also probably maybe like the scheme fit and stuff like that. Um, that could play a factor into that too. Uh, I gotta mention, uh, oh, Tyler yes, Eifert, another the gruesome one, injury, man. That injury that was blows. Uh, I hate it, had I hate it, had to be my guy, Tyler Eifert, man. It's another season ending injury. It's just sad to see. He's been a guy that would you retire so many different injuries at this point. I would, man. I would go ahead and just, because it's just not because me, of. Man. Are you afraid – if you decide to retire, is it because you don't want to get hurt again or because you don't want to live in pain for the rest of your life? I'm just not trying to be in pain anymore. I mean, I already broke my – I already, like, destroyed my ankle. I already have uh, concussions, shoulder separations. Like, I'm just destroying my and body. hip one year. Oh. Yeah, hip. He's just and like, a bunch just, of my serious injuries. It's not like it. he's, like, you know – Anything to your body, serious. Yeah, no, these, took, these took seasons, seasons. from totals of like seasons. Yeah, right. Like it's it, it's just too many injuries to just cover my body. It's just not worth it. Plus, he's made some millions in the NFL, so he he's been able to live pretty comfortably. So I don't yeah. think that's going to be an issue. So my boys hopefully, invest. he gets a speedy recovery. I mean, if he does decide to come back, I mean, more power to him. But me, I probably wouldn't do it. It's, it's going to be a long road for him, but hopefully he can I mean, get it. Went, if he he wants got to think of another name. Got a degree, hopefully. Time yeah, to use so, it. Yeah, 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cause it's not gonna be it for you. <laughs> um, the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers just got routed by the Chicago Bears. Bears, ugh. oh, that's a team that that's a team that you that I forgot to mention that looked really good, man. You can't. Yeah, that Buccaneers defense looks basura against. They the have Bears. all year. We, we put up forty on them. The Saints. Um, yeah. What's the name though? Uh, Fist Magic ran out, man. That sucks. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's what it looks like, and they already gave the job back. To yeah, Jameis, my thing was, was how would you give the job to Jameis so quickly after? Yeah, like, did you really? You know, was there was there was there really any conversation, or was it just? I mean, I know it wasn't because you have that much investment in Jameis, but end of the day, you know, it was wins and losses, and I, Fitz might give you a bit chance to win. He really might. Yeah, I think I feel like Fitzpatrick at this point in the season has shown that he's a better option right now, especially because Jameis with the off-field issues, I feel like he needs to kind of reevaluate and refocus. So I feel like that time on the bench would have kind of yeah. been, uh, focused and that his because job he could have came back, isn't guaranteed. Right? You know what I mean? Like, right, I'm yeah, just saying, like, right. he had to be the starter out the gate. He could have, he uh, you know, had to earn that thing a little bit harder than that. But, yeah, and then also, too, the fact that they were playing that that's Chicago Bear saying. defense, which is a really good defense, like, I feel like you should have Gave him another shot with a maybe not as like stiff defense and see what he can does and really see if Fitz Magic was gone or not. So I feel like that was kind of disappointing. I was about to say, but, you know, I mean that, that that Bears defense basically solidified Aaron Rodgers as a Hall of Famer because how good he looked versus them. You know what I mean? Right. So if if you don't play well versus the Bears, I don't blame you as a quarterback. You played against the best defense in the NFL right now, no doubt. You know what I mean? That's that's the Bears to me. Best defense in the NFL thing, not even close. Right now, um, Mitchell Trubisky with the six, six touchdowns. I, I, I mean, who had him starting in their fantasy football team? Nobody. Everybody that I know that had him on their roster did not start. If so, I know know he's, he's probably that. a waiver ad now. Yeah, definitely a waiver ad. Even though I'm not really sold on Mitchell Trubisky yet, I, I really haven't been even before the uh, season started. Um, he looked really good against the Buccaneers, though. I'm going to see wait till see what he does against like some other competition, though. But they definitely that Chicago Bears offense looked really impressive. Um, the different people that were throwing the ball to Tariq Cohen, oh, yeah. uh, Allen Robinson, uh, Trey Burton. Yeah, they were getting like, involved, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, they were getting everybody involved. It was uh, Jordan Howard had a really uh, quiet. Yeah, he was on. He, he had so, uh, I think, like to, less than three fantasy points. So. Um, yeah, they had like five yards that game. Um, yeah, they really just aired it out that game. Which it was I mean, a game for Tariq Cohen. Reckless abandon. Yeah, Tariq Cohen was definitely going crazy. Uh, in the receiving game, even though he's a running back, that was pretty interesting to see how they utilized him. He had some flashes last season, and when he's put in open space and in the right position, he's been shown that he can make explosive plays. Oh, yeah, he's tough to uh, bring down one-on-one as well because he can um, really, really be elusive. That is a team to watch out for. They built well. You know, they did one of those things where they just sucked for some years and built and built through the draft. Just got better and better on defense. Last year, I kind of saw it start taking form. I was like, oh, they're kind of close on defense. They need to get an offense now. And now they got the offense. So we'll see how consistent Mitch Trubisky is because you, you don't get to play against that Bucks secondary every week, buddy. So we'll see. Um, the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was really the man. Ezekiel was uh, MVP, man. He had like 80 yards receiving, over 100 yards rushing, touchdown. You know what I mean? He was really, really, really unstoppable. Um, he's literally the only way the Dallas Cowboys can win games is literally by That's their only recipe for stack through a Beautiful throw to Zeke. I that I thought was a running wide receiver at the end of the game to kind of to 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 win it. Dak threw a great throw to Zeke. Oh yeah, no, he did. Yeah, well, he threw it right over the top. Um, I guess yeah, Detroit did not see Ezekiel Elliott rolling out and going for a long pass like that. Oh yeah, coming, which I mean, he doesn't really catch. He doesn't really um, pass catch. A but lot, I think he can. But because he, he did. Do you see that form? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, he can definitely catch. Like, he looks like a receiver out there. I was very impressed because you all you think when you think about like Ezekiel Elliott, you think of like this bruising back who's going to get like those tough yards and who's just that's that offense run the ball boy. down. Right. Yeah, and then being able to kind of air him out as utilize more of his talent, I think that would be good for him. And got to get him like less like just one on one like full speed like downhill hits. So that'll be good for his uh, body throughout the season as well too. Um, Detroit looked pretty good in this game. Golden Tate had a crazy Golden game. Tate was showboating um, on them two guys. Two touchdowns in one thirty-two. Yeah, he was going crazy. He had um, one touchdown where he was like beast mode almost like out there. He was, you know, what I mean, he was, he was, he was eating. He's like running back. I mean, he was eating. You know, he was very, very good after the catch, like he always is. Golden Tate is a tough, tough, tough cover. Yeah, even though I call him uh, Golden Trump because he throwing that mega hat. But um, I did see that. <laughs> I forgot what, what, what he tried to say about it. He tried to say something, man. But I don't believe. I mean, it. dude, he, that picture. Like, oh, I seen a dude, picture. I saw like, that picture. It was. If you guys haven't had it, it's a. You can Google it. It's a picture of Golden Tate, and he's with his wife, uh, wife who's white, and she. He has on some past blue ribbons, some PBR uh, swimming trunk shorts. And a MAGA hat and just cheesing. Oh, I'm and, just like, wow. and he looking like, like that type of dude. That's what it was. Yeah, right. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It was just like so if you knew I was going to tell you, would think that was some, you know, saying some lame of, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I go, I call him going to Trump for that. That's so funny. But now nah, he's definitely been uh, balling for the Lions, though. Uh, the what, what do you think about the Lions season? Like, do you think they have any shot at winning? No, no, no. They're they're one of those things where they got to catch up. They got to. I think their coach might be good though, because he got to kind of got them playing. You know, kind of not too bad. They had a good coach in Jim Caldwell. They let him go, um, but uh, simply right. put, Lions just don't have it. You know, they just don't have it. So I don't waste too much time on the Lions. They did. Um, yeah. Carry on Dotson looked pretty solid again, so that's cool for them. They got a running back they can trust. Uh, the Cowboys, um, they look good, but I, I feel like the offense is still too heavy dependent on Ezekiel Elliott producing and the receivers. I mean, it looks like their only receiver is uh, Cole Beasley. He looks like he's the only guy. That's the only guy I ever see catching passes. Yeah, I see a little bit, like – I see slivers of Tavon Austin just in like touchdown situations, and then I see some Cole Beasley. You're right, and I don't even know anybody else until like until like Dak like a couple like like months to get a 200 yard passing game. So, um, you know, not many receivers are going to eat if that's the case. Jerry Jones, man, give my man Des Bryant a job, bro. Stop playing. Nah, he, he, his time's over in Dallas. You can have to go somewhere else. He, but he ain't going anywhere else. So I seen he posted a workout vid, and you know everybody else and their mama getting signed, but him. So sorry, bud. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. tough. It looks like uh, Rashard Matthews is going to get signed later, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys do in the NFC East. The Buffalo Bills laid an egg against the Green Bay Packers, oh, uh, zero to twenty-two. Just goose egg. They went, they uh, went like because the Bills who they, they beat the Vikings and they got beat up by everybody else. Uh, yeah, they um the Bills. I think the Bills kind of blew their load against the Vikings, and then after that, they had nothing against the Packers. So yeah, they blew their load. I, I agree with you. Um, Aaron Rodgers didn't really look as impressive as I thought no, he the would look against this defense. Yeah, it was it was pretty stagnant. Even though he threw for uh two ninety eight in a touchdown, it, but you it, know it look these as days as um, two ninety eight like really ain't like that's that's your regular game. That's the game that he described. You know, if he ain't throwing mm-hmm. for three hundred, like three twenty, then you know you could consider yourself having a regular game. Like the average passer this this year is the most of all of all time. Like the average passer per game is the is the highest and in, in terms of rating and yards I've ever been, you know. So even if you only have two hundred, you know, seventy five yards, which would be considered normally a good game, now it's considered average. Yeah, it's, it's, the middle of the field in the NFL is so open now. You're just allowed to 
throw the quarterbacks just have so much more freedom and more room to throw the ball, especially in the middle of the yeah. field because it's so hard to cover all that open space. We are watching the transition of uh, of power in terms of you know for a very long time it was defense and running game. You know, and we were – it's been passing game for a minute, but now we're seeing it completely being stripped away from the defense. Like, you can't do anything if you're a defense. So, Yeah, it's just looking like if you can't put up points, you just can't hang in this league. Um, all the best teams right now are putting up huge stats as far as, like, offensively. So, We'd rather play the Chiefs in the playoffs or the Bears. I would be more scared of the Chiefs, honestly, because their defense is not completely trash. The Chiefs defense? It's not completely trash. It's good enough to let the Chiefs offense win. Right. I don't I don't believe in the Bears offense really at all. As far as like them keeping now. I do believe in the Bears' defense keeping the game pretty close, though. But Mitchell Trubisky, I got to see a little bit more right now. Um, and then I also like Kareem Hunt a little bit more than uh, Jordan Howard right now as far as throwing the game, too. So. And the weapons on offense. Um, yeah, uh, we really don't have to talk about the Bills anymore. We really <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles versus the Tennessee Titans. My dad Upset actually, alert. Uh, bet on this game. Yeah, no – Shout out to my dad, Titans fan. Three and one um, Titans. Yeah, they were looking. They were looking really impressive this year. I don't uh, believe in them though. They, uh, as far as what, like winning the division? Mm, anything like that? Being real contenders, winning division, all of it. I definitely, I definitely can see them winning this division. I can see them winning, but I don't think they can do anything beyond that. I think the thing that's their ceiling is regular season success. I mean, uh, that's real. I mean. First, first year head coach Mike Vrabel. I think that would be the probably go for his first year in the administration. No, but they did so, that last year. Uh, I mean, yeah, they did. Well, I mean, they have won a game, but I mean, like you said, I mean, they I don't their expectations aren't to win a Super Bowl. No, but they year, but they so. should have gotten better. You know, I think I think they're better than last year. Okay, they they might be. You know, I just don't. The, the uniforms are for sure. Um, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, they're styling the profiling. No, definitely. I, I see them being they're they're a good team. You know, they have a good defense and offense. They're a solid. Or they're a good team. I don't want to be too hard on them, but I feel like if Marcus Mariota can stay, that's healthy, the guy that I'm most damage in the playoffs that I'm talking about. Whenever I say anything about the Tennessee Titans, it's not anything indicative of their defense or or their you know their talent Coaching or, ta- or their it's really like. Do I think Mariota is is any different than he's been? And I don't know. Can take you there? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that, that's, that's, a, that's a very um, that's a very good point that you made. Um, his red zone, his percentage in the red zone is fantastic. How, guess how many interceptions he um, has thrown in the red zone the past eight games? Three. Zero. Good. When he gets into the red zone, he's really, really good. He gets them there. Um, more times than not, it's just the fact of getting there and then actually being on the field because Blaine Gavin's not going to get you anywhere. So if he can be available for his team, I feel like it could go pretty far um, as far as, like, for this year, uh, getting to the playoffs. I mean, they got a playoff victory last year. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's too far-fetched to get a, another one, at least in the first round. Uh. I, the, how did the, how did the Eagles look to you, uh, Carson Wentz? How do you think he's looked coming back so far now that it's the second game? Well, back? they went to overtime, I believe that game, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, that he looked he looked fine. You know, he made some plays at the end in order to give that game to overtime. Uh, but that defense is not good on that in in the back end. They lost Riley McLeod. And Jalen Mills has been toast this year, my boy. Um, yeah, he, yeah. Ronald Ron Darby got ate up a couple times out there today. I mean, I mean, on Sunday. So for, for me, Philly D line front seven still awesome. They, they don't allow you to do nothing on the ground. Um, running backs don't eat versus them. It's just going to be a matter of are they going to be able to stop anybody through the air? 
because they play in, in the division, you know, versus Odell. And uh, pretty much that's the only guy they worry about offensively on the Giants. But when they play against the the Redskins, they better have some, you know, some corners ready because that Redskins offense is better than you think. You know what I mean? And Philly has to beat them, I think, if they're going to win the division. They have to beat the Redskins, not the Cowboys, not the Giants. They got to beat the Redskins. Mm, that's interesting. Nobody's really talking about the Redskins. Why do you feel like the Redskins? They got the best cover? second. They got the best quarterback besides Carson Wentz, easily to me. Yeah, no, no, no I, I would agree with that. Definitely. And also, they have the best to me offense defense combo besides Philly because their Redskins offense ain't great. I mean, um, defense is not great, but their offense is pretty solid. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really go against. Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson and Jordan Reed, you know, uh, and they have a lot of different wide receivers and Chris Thompson. So, you know, when this comes time and, and the divisional line and Philly has to play Washington, that is where I want to see, you know, Philly kind of man up and, and see where they're about. Not versus like the, the Titans. They should not have lost that game. They really shouldn't have. Yeah, it's going to be um, very interesting. I'll, hopefully, Carson once can get back to uh, his MVP form that he had last year, and hopefully, Marcus Mariota can stay healthy for this uh, season. Texans, uh, Colts, uh, both two teams, division rivalry. Uh, both of them, but they both. What do you think about that call by Frank Wright? Like that. Frank Wright chose to go for like, it on fourth down in overtime. In negative territory, meaning, you know, he's further away from his end zone than he is to the opponent's end zone. So if they get the ball back, you know, all they got to do is basically get maybe 10 or 15 yards and they win. So the call, I agree with it because, number one, ties are for losers. So I was, I was just and number two, so he, you he, don't have much to lose. Tie, a lot of people would have said to play for the tie. Uh, this is football. You don't have that many games, you know, to be playing for ties. And it's not like you're an uh, established team where you can just, you know, you're cool with the tie because you'll have enough wins to make up for it. You know, if you're the Colts, you're like one in something. You need a win. You know what I mean? You don't need a tie. <laughs> they don't help you. Right, no, I, I definitely understand that. Um, yeah, I mean, if they would have gotten the calls, everybody would have said, "Well, Frank Wright is a genius. He did this and that." But um, because he didn't get it, obviously, people second guessed it. Uh, the Texans, they on defense looked insane. Jadavion Clowney and JJ Watt, they both. This is what they've been waiting for as far as that defensive line. Oh yeah, for them to be able to nuts. get sacks and be able to uh, apply pressure to the quarterback. This is what they've been waiting on. It looks like the offense is finally kind of, like, catching up to their pace. Out of these two teams, which one do you have the better chance of winning the division? Easily the Texans. They they shouldn't be in the hole they're in, to be honest. Um, It just took some time for that offense to get going. But if that thing gets good, then they're going to be tough again. Um, Because the defense has the pieces and talent to hold people down at the end of the game because they have pass rush. So, um, you know, they're always going to be in it. With pass rush and the quarterback, you're always, 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 always in it. Even if you don't win the game, you're in it. You know what I mean? Because you can get to the quarterback and you can score points. So the Texans have a long way to go because they're in a division where Titans and Jacksonville is good as well. So they have to be two other teams, not just one. Um, next few games, we're talking about uh, two blowouts. Uh, Miami Patriots. Uh, Anything different you notice from the um, Patriots this week besides those last couple of weeks where they struggled? Um, and in in huge emphasis on running the ball, like yep. that was just their main problem. Sonny Michelle getting in, going coming in this game. Yeah, um, Miami went into New England and they got the dog shit feet out of them. Uh, they just ran the ball down the throats, and then Bill Belichick was like, "Wasn't okay, it a week ago where we running the ball?" Miami's three zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but against the Patriots divisional game, it it, it was just a perfect setting yeah. for them to get their ass kicked in. It was the 
Patriots coming off of a bad loss. It was, it was like uh, coming in at you're home. right. It was set up for them to lose because Patriots would have been Division one and robbery. three if they would have lost, and the Vikings I mean, and the Dolphins would have been four and zero. Oh. And you know, good thing on well, that ain't happening. Um, so <laughs> right. So yeah. So now they definitely yeah. made that a point of emphasis. So um, I won't. I'm, I won't. I won't uh, lower their Miami stock. Me either. Me, it's the exact same. Yeah, it's the exact same. I mean, that was just, yeah, it was just, it wasn't. You, was you could have been the 1985 point. Bears going in the Foxborough yesterday. You weren't winning that game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It was, that was just non negotiable as far as like that game being even. Because what the Patriots do is they look bad because they don't, because they haven't like got it figured out yet. They haven't gotten the oil in the machine fully lubricated yet. You know what I mean? Right. They're still figuring like, it out. So they look bad for the first two weeks. And then once they have it figured out, they don't go back to, you know, the struggle. They pretty much ride that wave until Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That's how they do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, I feel like this game, the Patriots stock, they just show that like they're still the Patriots and Miami. It's gonna be interesting. To see every how they year do we do. Every year, the Patriots are about to just you know all of a sudden not be good anymore. Oh my goodness, they lost week two. Oh my goodness, they lost but lost week one so bad to the Chiefs. Oh my goodness, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's just that September rope a dope. They do it every year, and they and people fall for it every year. When it's like, man, you know what's gonna happen because we've already had this movie, you know what I mean? Been out for years. It's actually a sequel, you know, and nothing never changes. Struggle in the beginning, you get it going, you reach the playoffs, AFC Championship or Super Bowl. That's what it is. Yeah, no, I agree with you with that. Uh, New York Jets versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, another blowout. Uh, Blowout. Remember for week one, the Jets supposed to have changed their culture. Sorry, bud. No, I, I, I definitely <laughs> never bought into the uh, Jets. It was just never. Bought yeah, into they 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 had the freaking plays for um, um your boy week one, uh, Matt Patricia. They had his playbook or something like that. So yeah, <laughs> they, they <laughs> that was like, like everybody. Yeah, and no, we, yeah, that was that was just wasn't impressive. And I like Todd Bowles, man. He gonna freaking get fired. Yeah, he is gonna get fired uh, if they keep this up. Uh, hopefully, now the defense looks pretty decent. But um, if you notice these young quarterbacks, like let's count the young quarterbacks that are really good. I would say Pat Holmes, Carson Wentz. Uh, I would say Mitch Trubisky, solid. Um, Jared Goff is really I'll good. Solid. Jared Goff is really yeah, good. Yeah, Goff is good. Those are the ones that, that that immediately come to mind as young, really good quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, I think, is really good. Andrew Luck, too. Mm, I, I wasn't thinking young anymore. Sorry, bud. You don't count for me. Uh, how old is I he? I don't know, but like I'm not young. I'm talking about two and under. Oh, as far as like, years? Like, like two or three years and under. Oh, but okay. all those guys have, Baker Mayfield, have offensive head coaches that can really, you know, break that game down for him. And Sam Darnold, uh, Squam Barkley, you know, these guys are stuck with coaches that aren't, you know, necessarily as, as experienced and as talented. So you see those two guys, yeah, they look good on, on the stat sheet. They don't win, you know what I mean? So it's going to be one of those things where – those young players that have come into the league that haven't had immediate success are going to need to get with a program that supports them. You know what I mean? That that actually can work around them like the Bears have worked around Trubisky, like the Rams have worked around Golf. Right, no, yeah, no, I, I agree. Because the Bears that. fired John uh, Fox to get someone who had an offensive mind. You know what I mean? This is why it looks different in Chicago. It's not because their defense all, all of a sudden is good. It's because their offense all of a sudden is good. They have a new head coach. Yeah, it's um, – the, all those guys. Uh, Mitchell Biscay, I really don't – and Rob Gronkowski is eating on the coach right now. Um, I really – Mitchell Trubisky, I'm, I'm still kind of like out on him. I'm going to say it a little bit more. But as far as the other guys you mentioned, no, nah, I definitely – uh, those guys are really good. 
The Jets, uh, it, it, they're a couple of seasons away from being like contenders with anything. The defense has some talent, but it needs a little bit more pieces. And the offense is a little bit more uh, better pieces as far as like, the running game. And then I don't know what happened to Robbie Anderson this year. But, but yeah. Uh, he he was he he had a lot going on in the offseason where he might not have been able to get better. He had so many like pending court cases and suspensions, things that he may or may not have done. That you know that's very distracting. Right? No, exactly. Um, yeah, Jacksonville looked pretty impressive as far as Didi Westbrook looked really good against the uh, Jets. Um, D. Who who is the best receiver on the Jaguars to you? D.D. Westbrook's right there with uh, Dante Moncrief. Um, their uh, their wide receiver core is like a committee to me. K- K- Keenan Cole is pretty good too. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm interested. So right now, the number one job is killing Cole. So I'm interested to see where uh, D.D. Westbrook and Dante Moncrief fit into that. Uh, Battle of the Ineps, the <laughs> Oakland Raiders versus the Cleveland Browns. And I wouldn't even say Battle uh, of the Ineps. That, 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 that's, that's mean because I'm, cause Cleveland <laughs> is inept for sure, and the Raiders are inept for sure. But I look to see the bright side and everything. So, unfortunately, I'm I mean, not yeah, able I mean, to call yeah, I'm them the, the Battle I'm, I'm sorry. I won't do it. <laughs> I will say the Battle I mean, I mean, of they're, the They're both on the – they're both on the kind of like showing their like their upside a little bit in there, so uh, it's gonna be interesting. I I don't think either of these two do anything this year, but Baker Mayfield looked really good. The Browns were able to put up forty two points. Uh, they low key got hosed in this game, but I mean it is what it Those is. Trash. They had times to put it away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Gruden needed this W really really bad. Yeah, because you can't. You can't go 0-4 and be getting paid $100 million to coach football. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, when's it going to be put up? But, I mean, I don't think the Raiders are even really concerned about this year. I think they're waiting to go back to Vegas. But, uh... Let them go. Let them go. Yeah. Yeah. Because y'all ain't doing nothing this year. You know what I mean? Go. Might as well, might as well let Marshawn um, keep on eating. You know what I mean? I'm like, um, boy, yeah, Beast Mode keep on getting touches out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the Raiders' defense definitely looks pretty horrendous without Khalil Mack. Uh, they let the Browns drop 42 on you. I mean, doesn't really show me that you're going to be able to compete with the crazy AFC West. Um, let me let me ask you let me ask you a question. Uh, Phillip Rivers playing the Oakland Raiders, Kirk Cousins versus that. Eagle secondary that you said was getting uh, roasted earlier. Who do you think has a better uh, performance against them? Wait, what was the question? Uh, Phillip Rivers, he's playing the Raiders next week, oh. and Kirk Cousins playing the Eagles. Who, who do you who do you think would ha- is going to have a better performance between those two? Mm. As far as like those two uh, defenses, because they both got put up a lot of points. For some reason, line. I just think um, both the secondaries are pretty. Philip Rivers will because he might get 400 anyway, and then he's also mm. playing against a bad defense, so he might get 400 for real, for real. Um, and I think Carson wins. I think that game is just going to be more competitive. So I don't know if it may come down to, um, you know, some defensive stops. I don't know. You know, he, he might not have as good as a game as uh, as as we think just on paper. He may he may you know eat him up, but it may not be as good as Phillip Rivers versus the Raiders. So I'll go with that. 